From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 425. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, big birthday boy, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I was about to say this episode 425. It's almost as old as as I am. Mm. I it was I, I had a birthday between recordings. Thank you for uh, your warm birthday wishes and uh, yeah i admitted uh, to everyone that i am old now so there you have it can i can we say the age because i think people need to know <laughs> do they do they really i do i think people need to understand just how well you do in life you know <laughs> is that what it is yeah <laughs> okay that, that you've somehow tapped into some age serum that we're not all aware of okay yeah brad is brad it. is 49 years old now let that sink in listen to his voice his attitude look at the pictures of him somehow this man is 49 years old unbelievable brad dowdy yep 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 so i mean that cat's been out the bag for a while now uh for a few years but people don't know people don't know this is this is something i like to do i I like to to i don't know why i don't know if brad hates me for this but there's like two things that i like to do with other people when in brad's presence is to one say how old is this man mm-hmm. because people give you 10 years easy every <laughs> yeah. time which is kind of incredible <laughs> and deserved and the other is what did brad like what 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 was brad's like previous profession or like a final way to phrase it to yeah. reference the fact that you were a golf pro one time in your life right Right. What a wildlife yeah. you've led. I'm back in the I've 70s. I've been around as a golf pro. <laughs> yeah, I've been around, Mike. Like I've had a lot of years to do a lot of things, so it's I've not had a that couple weird of lives for me. Here. What do you want from me? It's like the golf thing. Like when I say like I was like a, a golf pro, that was over 25 years ago. Like yep. we have listeners that aren't even that old, yep. <laughs> so it's super weird when you talk about it that way. But um, as long as I don't act my age, Mike, we'll be good. So just keep me on on that track, and mm-hmm. um, whoa, uh, that that's it. That's that's my tip uh, to to as you get older and you know you worry about you know being the the old fart and you know losing touch with the youths. Um, just never act your age, and you'll yep. be all right. This is a conversation I have with uh, mostly Federico and Stephen quite a lot because we're all in our thirties, fast approaching our mid thirties, right? And whilst I don't consider that an old age, I'm aware of the fact that to many of my listeners now, I am old. You know? Yes. Right. Yes. So, like you've been in their head for a decade, yep. right? Yep, and you know that there, there are people that listen to my shows now that were like eight or nine when I started, right? Like it's <laughs> you know, it's just nothing, you know. This is it. So yep. I am very conscious of this idea of not allowing myself to quote unquote get old in my opinions. Yeah. Right. And and so yeah. like and, and that's definitely something that I have learned from you as well. Um mm-hmm. so whilst I know I'm not old now, I'm going to get old and I'm gonna get old faster than I have when I'm young, if that makes yeah. sense, right? Like that's coming for me. So it, I think it's important for me now, if I wanna continue doing what I'm doing, to take the Brad Downey mentality of things. Yeah, I mean, and like what I do for a living now and what I'm passionate about, it it helps keep me that way. Yep. I 
thoroughly enjoy what I do. I work hard at it, but I, I enjoy it and it allows me to keep my attitude and my outlook on life in a certain place and have a certain perspective. Um, and it's, it's, it's good. Like I'm, I'm very content right now, just in life. You know, there's obviously huge problems out there that I, I get overwrought about, but, um, just, you know, ge the general, the turning, you know, the, the, another calendar year turning and adding another year to my age, it doesn't really mean anything no. to me as long as I am, you know, acting not like some, some old dude on the internet, which will never happen. Ben man shouts at pencils. <laughs> but you are uh, something that probably is aging you is uh, oh my God. shipping, right? <laughs> yeah, we have a little Packaging. bit of catching up to do right. like on the first part of the show on, on a yep. lot of things. So we before we get into the pen stuff, we just need to continue to... We have uh, to... some front matter, as a friend of mine would say. Yes, front matter. We have some, some things up front we need to handle. First and foremost is the Retro 51 celebration packing. Uh, packaging it's going well it's just taking much longer than i than i mathed for right <laughs> this is not sticking a pen in an envelope and sealing it up so i've packed in these tubes that i'm sending the poster and the pen in. i've packed 300 of them as of yesterday and i did the math it takes me almost exactly three hours per 100 okay and that doesn't sound bad except that's on top of the rest of my life yeah. <laughs> right so those are extra <laughs> so this is totally fine if it's all you do <laughs> right? yeah right <laughs> like oh that's no big three hour you know three hours per 100 cool you can get that done in a couple days well that's not how life is set up mm -hmm, right now mm -hmm. so like i did six hours on saturday and then did like three hours last night and then when i got done last night it was like i was so busy yesterday i started at like three o'clock and finished about six mm -hmm. or and uh, came back in the house and we're like getting ready for dinner and doing things and i just went oh no i haven't written the podcast for tomorrow yet like mm -hmm. that's how that's how yesterday went that's what you know doing the extra shipping is and this is not a complaint this is just like trying to set paint the picture right yep. this is you know work i signed up for but it's also work i have to fit into life and so i really only think it's going to take me i'm banking on three weeks maximum to get everything done the goal is to pack 400 orders this week and have all of those in the mail by the weekend. And then next week I'll do it again. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. So we're, we're about to have packages at the post office for celebration. Incredible. And then I will have my own celebration once everything is shipped. Um, so, yeah, no big deal. But it's, it is taking an effort. Like, and like I'm doing it solo. Like I can't even rope the kids into this work. They, they look at all the boxes and they just like nope the heck out of there. They're like, like I I'll was pay wondering them. if you could put yeah. them to work, but yeah. no, I'll, they'll do like some small stuff. Like if I need refills done or a little packaging done, but they see they're, they're just intimidated by the scope of it, even though it's technically not difficult work. They're just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. It's going fine um it's just it's it's taken a lot of time um and i will be happy to get this first half out of my house and then we'll move on to the the second half next week and i think we're going to be in pretty good shape so not too not overly concerned but yeah it's it's definitely a lot so it's cool 
From now and throughout September, you can join Relay FM in support of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital in honor of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Childhood cancer remains the leading cause of death by disease for children under the age of 15. Children undergoing treatment for cancer and other life-threatening diseases often need transfusions, physical or cognitive therapy, and so much more. Uh, the treatments, the costs, they really mount up. But your gift can help St. Jude provide the best care and treatment for patients. If you visit stjude.org slash relay right now, you can donate to help save St. Jude kids. That is stjude.org slash relay to donate now. No St. Jude family pays a penny for their world-class treatment that they receive. You help make this possible. We're doing great so far. I'm super excited. We're about to cross $24,000 raised uh, in the last week. So please, please go and donate. We have a ton of great stuff coming. Um, we, If you go to our page now at stjude.org slash relay, we're adding in some milestones and goals. So when we hit certain amounts of money, we're going to be doing special uh, streams. We're going to be releasing videos and content like that. We're going to be adding in a bunch more of these over time. Uh, but of course, don't forget that we have the podcast-a-thon as well. But we're also putting in a schedule, so we're doing streams uh, over the, the course of the month, and we're going to be putting in all that stuff. It's all over at stjude.org slash relay, which is just a great place to go. Um, the first stream is going to be August 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Me and Steve are going to be playing the Untitled Goose game, which is a mm. really weird and fun game if you don't know what that <laughs> is. Um, and that's all at twitch.tv slash relayfm, and everything's going to be there, so you can grab it. If you've donated, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. If you haven't, please do. If you have, do it again. Have you gotten to play the Goose game at all? Uh, yeah, I have a little bit. Yeah, okay, that's why okay. I think it will be fun. Uh, yeah, especially because Stephen doesn't really know much about it, so I think that makes it a little bit more fun. Oh, him playing it will be worth the price of admission. I think so. Yeah, I think that's so. great. That's great. Good. Well, I can't wait to uh, for uh, this to come back. It's one of the favorite events of the year for all of us at Relay, and uh, thank you and Stephen for putting so much uh, work behind this to to help out the kids. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. The first uh, part of our member special is out. So the first three and a bit hours of the Lego building is out. Uh, part two was recorded. I think we did it last week and will be out uh, tomorrow, August 27th, another three and a bit hours. Um, I won't actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you that we finished it. You'll have to wait mm. and find out for yourself. It's mm. available to all Relay FM members in the crossover feed. Uh, which I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go and uh, grab that if you're a member. If you're not a member, go to relay.fm slash membership, check out the options, or you can tap the link at the top of the show notes to support this show, and you'll be able to get your hands on this wonderful content. So we had several of our listeners reach out. They acquired the set. Some of them actually couldn't acquire the set right the now. The set is back-ordered. Yeah, but um, I know a friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, Kim Bat. Uh, she's she was ready. She was gung ho, Mike. She got her set. She cranked up the podcast, and she quit after twenty minutes. Yep. <laughs> and I I get yeah. it. Like I appreciate the attempt. It is not for. It is it is difficult to do. We've also developed like, our own kind of understanding of each other when doing these things now, which I think makes exactly. it trickier for other people. Yes. Well, like, I know what words you mean. There are a few assumptions built in that we have between each yeah. other right now that don't translate to, hey, Ooh. let's make a YouTube where I built, I'll walk you through this Lego set. Mm-hmm. Right, so, that yeah. Won't work. 
<laughs> it's good. It's good though. So maybe one of these years, Mike, mm-hmm. we'll have to like do a stream Lego build. I don't know how that would work. Like people have I, asked and, and like w- suggested if we could do it for the podcastathon this year, but I can't work out how. Yeah, exactly. But at least now I have availability to do that now that I have real internet in my house. I don't know if you can tell, Mike, or listeners. but So uh, crisp. You know, I I have real internet. I'm not even on, like, the fastest speed network I now have in my house because it's just, like, this whole spider web of of things going on that I have to really, really sit down and, and make work to the best of their ability. But I'm very happy with that. So I did my first at-home stream, Mike, yesterday. It was a relief to get that done, get that in. So Mike always mentions that I'm on twitch.tv slash penaddict at the end of our episodes, but I wanted to bring this one up forward because I'm going to be doing more streaming and we're going to do more stationary stuff. We're going to do some handwriting. We're going to do ink swatches. We're going to do some busy work. We're going to do all kinds of cool, boring pen nerdery, plus some games and, you know, I'll be able to have, you know, friends on to play games and Mm -hmm. just do other fun stuff. So the opportunity for me to do more on Twitch has now arrived and uh, you know, it's not going to be immediate like cut over to, Hey, we're going to have this whole like Hollywood production thing, but this will be slowly growing over time, you know, in the, you know, the next month I'm pretty, pretty jam packed busy wise. But after that, through the rest of the year, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of fun stuff. So definitely follow me over there. And uh, I appreciate y'all, everyone who, who does already. It's a really, really good group. We have going anytime I pop on stream, we talk about pins and then we get, um, we drag in some new people that find the channel uh, naturally, and um, it's always fun to integrate them into the Panatic community. It's it's been really really great. You know, you brought this up, and I was meaning to have this conversation with you offline, but I'll just have it with you now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching some keyboard streamers now. <laughs> All right, look, leave me alone, okay? Uh, so like I do this, a, and I do a it, stream about pens. What a, I can't a, exactly, it's, but it's like it's a really interesting like subgenre of the the hobby, the mechanical mm-hmm. keyboard hobby, and it's a, a lot of time people building stuff or they're like looping switches or like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I just said a phrase there that people aren't going to understand. So mm-hmm. underneath each key on a mechanical keyboard is a switch, right? Like it's the thing that clicks. Um, people actually lube them so they move more smoothly. This is a thing that I've been finding out. but And that takes a long time. So people tend to streams and they're talking and stuff like that. But the production values of these streamers look really good, but I can see it's done relatively kind of like, not easily, but the, the production values are great. And it makes things like infinitely more watchable and interesting and professional. And yep. I wanted to recommend one channel to you to watch for some tips. Uh, there's a guy called Alex Otos who I've been watching his stuff for the last couple of weeks and really been enjoying it. But there's a couple of parts of it that I wanted to note. All of the keyboard streamers play like lo-fi hip-hop in the background. Mm-hmm. You should totally do this. Yep. Because it's like set in that chill vibe and it right. kind of sets the idea of like, I'm going to be here for like a couple of hours. Just put me on in the background. Yep. Right. And that really works for them. Plus they all obviously have multiple cameras. You need to have multiple cameras. Like I know you know this. Yep. But it's definitely a thing that you need, like a top down shot or whatever uh, to right. show your hands. Like that kind of stuff is like imperative for, for your stream. But now that you're able to put more time into it, 
this is the kind of stuff that I think you should be thinking about. Exactly. But the background music is like, that's like blew my mind how much of a different vibe that provides. Okay. So yeah, I'll find the, uh, what are they called? The, 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 the open to use streams that a lot of people music streams that a lot yep. of people use for background music the non DCMA mm-hmm. streams so yeah though no, this is great this is exactly what I want to be working on now which I wasn't going to invest in that time and money to do that on uh, in a location I knew that wasn't mine and, and not permanent but then over here we will be uh, able to do that so yeah like my stream is like super boring and plain right now but mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna keep going yeah, I'm thinking about it again because I'm investing in so much gear here for the podcast thon. <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got it now. So yeah. I might as well do like get lights and all kinds of nonsense. So I don't know. I, I've I've dabbled in it before, like playing games and stuff, but there might be some like actual person to person stuff I could do, like me. Right. But gotta find the time for it first. Right. All right, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea or project and give you all of the tools that you're going to need to make it at home online. You can get a unique domain name registered and set up so easily so your website has the brand that you're looking for. And then when people come to that domain, they're going to see something that looks fantastic because all of Squarespace's templates are professionally designed to make your content, to make your business stand out and sing. It's an all-in-one platform, Squarespace is, so it's perfect. Perfect for that, for like getting your website set up because there's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. They've got you covered and then they back everything up with award-winning 24-7 customer support. If you want to create a blog or a portfolio, super easy. So if your business, it's a breeze. What about an online store? That seems complicated, right? Not for Squarespace. You can just add this functionality into your Squarespace website. Super, super simple. And this is one of the reasons I love Squarespace is it's super adaptable and lets you change what you need to when you need to. You can sign up for a trial today by going to squarespace.com slash penaddict and that will get you set up immediately so you can try out Squarespace for yourself right now. And then when you sign up for a plan, they start at just $12 a month, uh, but you can use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash penaddict. Go right now and use the code PENADDICT as well and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. All right, we got a lot of businessing out of the way. Let's talk about pins now on this show called The Pen Addict Podcast. What do you think? Eh, why not? Eh, let's go for it. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a rehash of the Sailor 1911 Compass that we've mentioned recently. I guess it was last week where we talked about it. It's Sailor's new entry-level steel nib fountain pen, right? It's a Mm -hmm. rainbow of colors. It's about 40 US dollars. And the questions just keep on coming from, you know, readers and listeners and followers. You know, tell us about this pen. Tell us about this pen. I finally have one. Theoretically, it's in a box sitting at my desk right now. But I'm holding that box because I like to do my unboxings when I get lots of things on live on stream. Again, another reason to follow me. Like I did a Jet Pins unboxing on Tuesday. On um, Thursday, I will do a Gold Spot Pin unboxing. And there's supposedly a compass in that box. So I will be checking that out. I will review that. I will move that to the forward, uh, to the front of the review queue and uh, see if I can get some feedback on that for people who were asking um, about how this compass is going to work. And the compass is an interesting 
product in light of recent sailor news on the Tokyo Inklings emergency podcast number two, Mike, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you and I have both listened to appropriately called Sailor Minus. It's a beautiful play on words. I'm a very, very big fan of the title. You'll have to go listen. And uh, if you're if you're not familiar with what's going on with Sailor, they've been bought out by a company or is bought out the right term? I don't think bought out's the right term. Taken they over might a, actually be a... They had a significant investment from that company plus. Mm-hmm. Now we've given away the joke. Uh, we spoke <laughs> about that a multiple weeks ago and it was basically the idea of they owned a a large stake in the company now Mm -hmm. and basically had the ability to convert this stake into effectively owning the company um, which is something that they'll be able to do like in a nutshell but basically this company plus which is a stationary and office supplies and everything else kind of company like we've seen a lot of these types of companies in Japan right like we've Mm -hmm. we've come across Mm -hmm. this quite a bit these like very large conglomerates um, owning these even niche stationary brands but it seems to happen quite frequently there now um that 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 basically they own enough of the sailor brand now that they effectively uh run the show right or can make significant um requests of sailor so that went into effect in the beginning of august so the emergency podcast which i'll let y'all i don't want to talk about this too much i don't want to i want y'all to go listen to what cy and jacob discuss but the the reason that they chose to record this podcast is kind of the first news came down the pipe after the after the the ownership change and there was about six product lines that just got completely whacked mm-hmm. out of Sailor's catalog. But and apparently bet- they're doing it, they're going about it in a weird way. Like they're not going via the traditional means of talking about uh, reducing a product line. Uh, and they're kind of, it seems like Sailor are being a little bit cagey about mm-hmm. exactly what's been removed. But like, spoiler, uh, you don't care about any of the pens that are yes. getting rid of. You cannot Which is name the reason one... to get rid of them, right? <laughs> exactly. This is I am a hundred percent for I'm so on board of this. Focus. Like, Focus. Like you could if I asked you, you couldn't have named one of those products that was getting killed. There was only it, one of them that I knew, but I didn't know the name of it before, yeah. but I knew what it looked like. There was only one of them that I knew that I can recall. Well, I knew all of them once I read them, but the one that I knew that we've actually discussed is actually a terrible product and it should be killed. And it's like the, it's the pro gear version two. I, forget, I think they call it Sigma where they redesigned the clip and, and tried to make this yeah. really modern pen. And they just did a terrible job with yeah. it and it needed, it needed to go. It's where it's on the, the, uh, the clip looks like a, like a duck's bill, Yeah, <laughs> but it's meant to look like an anchor. It's very bad. <laughs> It's very bad. bad. So anyway, go listen to the rest of that show to see, you know, what other products are getting moved out. And, And honestly, most of these are in the Asian market products. You don't get very many of these product lines in the U.S. market um, for good reason. They're just they're never going to be top sellers. And this is kind of what I want to see. Right. There's some refinement that needs to happen. um, Before they start uh, making the change. Sailor Compass was obviously in place before this uh buyout and we'll see we'll see how it continues gonna, to go not gonna live I, I can tell you that for sure the fact they that they have, got rid of stuff like the young profit and and yeah. stuff like mm, it doesn't make me think that it, that the compass is long for this world unless it performs very well which i don't think yeah. it will they are traditionally poor sailor that is in the 20 to 50 dollar category yeah 
they're just traditionally cannot succeed there. Yeah. Or, and this or is one of those weird things to me yeah. where like there are companies that think they need to be like, just leave that area alone. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. be at every price point, like right. focus and be good at the price points that you're good at. Be the best, which right. they are in my opinion. So like double down on that, right? That, that segment of your market, the two to $500 or whatever, Mm-hmm. Everybody loves you in that area, right. so like focus on that area. Like, right. you know, you don't also need to compete with Lamy. Like, you can mm-hmm. just let Lamy do their thing. Yeah, and Pilot and Platinum just kind of have a stranglehold on those mm-hmm. price points too, especially mm-hmm. Platinum. So yeah, um, I think this is good. I enjoyed that podcast. Um, and, good insight. Uh, yeah, yep. good insight as always. So yeah, go listen to that, and you'll you'll hear about all the other products that they're they're talking about. I caught an image on Instagram just before the show this morning, Mike, and it's of the Visconti Homo Sapiens, which a lot of people are familiar with this pen. And there's no real name for this one yet, but it's a Homo Sapiens. And I got this off the Applebaum pen Instagram feed. And they're just saying, you know, Viscomo, Visconti Homo Sapiens in colors. So there's like a natural brown, almost clay looking one. There's a dark red kind of brick looking one. And there's a speckled, there's a white one with like little black speckles They've in it. They've all got speckles on them. They all, okay, yeah, they, I do see that now. So they all have speckles in them. They all have kind of the, the black plated trim, you know, the um, cap bands, the barrel bands, the clip, the finials, things like that. I'm intrigued. Like, I've always wanted a Homo sapiens, right? We've talked about this for years. It's just one of those pens that it, when I've used them and they've been tuned right, they've had nib problems, which are in their past, right? I'm not considering that a, an issue anymore, but that was my hesitancy originally. Um, they've, they're past the nib issues. These look good. Like, and I didn't think I would see something like this from the Homo sapiens lineup because Can it's always traditionally how weird that name is that it's called it, the homo sapiens like that's the a, name of the lot. pen it's not called it's, homo sapien it's the yeah. visconti homo sapiens one of them yes. a homo sapiens very right. weird very weird right. product name right so yeah it it is and it's a volcanic rock based material that they're making these barrels of including these new color editions, right? They're doing something still with the original base, which is the, was the original idea of the black ones that have been around for probably a decade now, I would guess. And they're just wildly popular. And I've, I've never owned one. And I this this white one's calling to me. The red one looks good. Even the brown one looks good. Like, I, this, I'm intrigued. Like, the other thing Visconti has done, well, two things. One, back to the nib talk, they're making 14 karat gold nibs now. They're not having the palladium weird nib that they had before that was, you know, questionable QC. They, they've gotten all this stuff past them now for the most part. Hmm. Um, but in line with that, the increase in MSRP has been rampant through their product lineup. So oh, I don't, yeah? there's no cost on these. Yeah, you used to could get a homo sapiens for like around $500, 450, 550. Um, I don't know what these would be like the, I remember some of the limited editions coming out were a little bit more like six or 700. Now they're getting 800, a thousand dollars. Like there's definitely been some big, big inflation in the product lineup. So I'm, I want to see what the price is on these. 
Um, the news is just coming out, um, you know, as it as an upcoming release. And uh, we'll be talking about this one again once once the price comes out, because I'm intrigued. But then, you know, I have to stand it up against like some of the other pens I've bought recently, you know, like the uh, the Leonardo primary manipulation and a couple of the, uh, these other expensive pens that I've bought. And, you know, do I need another expensive pen? But anyway, I wanted to bring this up because it was kind of new and is very different. I'm looking at the album on page right now, like just at Visconti in general. And right. they have like 970 euro versions of, right. of Homo sapiens at the moment. Right. Like they seem to Since, be special edition, but like, yes, my word, that's that's. So what's the one the that I'm looking at is the Blue Lagoon, one. which is which yeah, is those a are limited. Pen, but like a thousand euro, Whew, mm-hmm. that's expensive. What's, what's the basic black one without the ink window? It's like black and kind of copper looking. Uh, solid. Four nine five. Okay, so that Euros. was about right. So I was about right there. Yeah. So that's the baseline one. And then uh, it goes up from there. I bet these are going to be in the middle of those two prices you just mentioned, would be my guess. There's also one called for 395, which is called the MIDI. Mm, yeah. So the Homo sapiens is a large pin. So I think they they shortened and shrunk the barrel down a little bit on that because it that's another reason why I, I didn't jump into it because it's always been a very big pin. And they, they've had a couple, they might have had, three different links on that or maybe it's just two but yeah they've had it's it's a large large size pen blimey so. they, they do rollable versions right and they have <laughs> yeah. one of the swell ones a rollable uh-huh. is 800 euro yeah for a like, rollable yeah i mean that's a that's a different classification of uh pen user buying that one yeah than we normally see yeah that yeah I but like know, i, I see that's for but i see the limited edition fountain pens all the time they're also, fantastic it's like, looking it's it's right the 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 swirl ones the swirl models they're like mostly clear right they yes. demonstrate and they've got a swirl through them why would yeah. you pay 800 euro to look at a refill i don't know i buy a lot of translucent pens no but like at a refill oh for the rollerball you mean yeah yes okay i'm tracking you yes that right? is that is a more interesting question because it doesn't like they've got pictures of it on their <laughs> website and it doesn't look good because there's like a little, just like a little piece of metal in the middle of it. There's like it, nothing compelling about what refills look like. Exactly. <laughs> As it takes opposed the to fountain away. pen ink, you know, throw your pink ink in there sloshing around in your ocean swirl. Like it, it, it's a pen party. Like the Blue Lagoon mm-hmm. is probably my favorite looking mm-hmm. uh, Homo sapien that I've seen. <laughs> That's funny. Visconti Homo sapiens <laughs> that I've seen. It's, it's beautiful but is a very peculiar thing to just look at a refill. Like, I know a converter is not that different, but it, at least you can put some color in there, you know? Or, I mean, mm-hmm. you could even try an eyedropper if you want to. <laughs> I don't know if I would want an eyedropper a 1,000 euro pen, but... Well, here you go. The chat has a great idea. Okay. Is we just need to send a set of refills over to Bucamundo and get Rodden <laughs> on the refill. <laughs> that is that's like a next level of luxury, right? To I like think that's, yeah. spend seven or eight hundred dollars to have a refill change, knowing <laughs> that it like it's gonna gonna run out, right? Yeah, I think yeah, that's see, bringing your A game there. Yeah, that's uh, that's more than an A game. 
<laughs> so my thing about these these Homo sapiens, the we'll call them the bricks, because that's kind of what they all look like. They all just look like a kind of brick. Which okay, is, I mean, and they photographed them on rocks, right? Like yeah, fair they enough. Know I these think are, fair. these are I think meant to look like if the pens are made out of lava rock. I think mm-hmm. they're they're intending they're intending to evoke the natural uh, kind of uh, elements aesthetic. of the pen, mm-hmm. the aesthetic. Yeah. Honestly, for me, if they if they up charge these from like the 500 euro point it's too much yeah I'm, these I'll, look I'll, nice but like they're not that great right like if i think you would struggle to to do more than say like a 500 euro for this yeah but they're gonna like the the black one the the og is that price point i don't think you mix a, three new pins in at that price point they're gonna be more they just are and that's one it's kind of what i'm getting at like yeah, i think if you right. charge more than that i i don't I don't know necessarily why somebody would would be really going for more than than that, but mm-hmm. it's up to them. I mean, and honestly, like I've said, this forever can't can't handle that clip. It's not a pen for you, can't right? Can't handle it's, that clip. Can't. But this is a pen that's probably been on my shopping list for like five years now. Yeah, but it's never been compelling enough to to pull the trigger on. Um, I've tried a couple of friends, Homo sapiens, that have had them you know, modified and tweaked and perfected. And like, I would buy one of theirs, like out of their personal collection, but I've never been able to just like go out and buy my own yet. I just haven't been, you know, hasn't been enough, but this, this, uh, this white and black one might, might be the ticket. We'll see. Like we'll if see. I was going to be in that mindset of wanting a pen like this, I would get a Mont Blanc. Like in my mind, these two brands kind of sit side by side. All right, you're gonna you're gonna get me down a whole different conversation just by saying that because I don't even think there's an interesting Mont Blanc in that price point. The interesting Mont Blancs are like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Your standard Mont Blancs are, you know, five hundred to eight hundred. You know, your one forty sixes and one forty nines. Um, I I I don't. I would rather have the Homo Sapiens to be perfectly honest. No, you see, I would, I would move, I would not like, you know, I could, I could find like a Mont Blanc for around a similar level. I mean, it's not, it might not be the most interesting for sure. Uh, but even just like a regular ish, like I'm looking at the Mont Blanc website right now and there are pens in that same price range, which I think look nicer than mm-hmm. any of the homo sapiens. Just I mean, that's I, fair. I, I really like, you know, it's just like fundamentally, I don't like the shape of the pen. Right. You can't get past the clip. No. And, but what, and like when I bring that up, I kind of like, I think of these two brands in a very similar way, right? Of mm-hmm. that like probably overpriced executive pen. Eh, yeah. I mean, sure. Like, I, I will, I'm, I'll buy that. I just, it's funny. I don't count Mont Blanc in any category that I normally look at in other pens. They're their own category to me oh, because for sure. there's so much in the public consciousness where mm-hmm. Visconti and Aurora and even Pelican are not mm-hmm. right. So I just treat Mont Blanc. I almost I don't want to say dismiss them out of hand because I think they make fantastic pens, but they but, are in a different world because people yeah. that don't understand fountain pens will want a Mont Blanc and will be given Mont Blancs. Like it's like a different. They play in a different business for sure. Right. Right. But I uh, then again on the Mont Blancs, I always love their specialty stuff. Like when they did the 
the remake one, like uh, the the skinny pin. I, I'll forget which one it was called. Um, just you know, like a year or two ago, where they did the black and uh, coral, um, the very skinny yep. pin with the, the with the snake clip. The snake. That was a killer pin. Love that I mean, pen. Right, and like that's what I love to see. That's what gets yeah. me excited about Mont Blanc. But why I don't think about them normally is because those are the very, very you know, few and far between. So, anywho, let's um let's change our price points by a lot a lot here on this next topic. I have an interesting story, and it's about a pen called the Gravitas Pens, and this is a Kickstarter active Kickstarter project. We'll put the link in the show notes. You can go check it out. I'll say up front that I've backed this. And I'll tell you what I backed momentarily because there's multiple pens. There's a fountain pen, a rollerball, and a ballpoint. Um, and I find this interesting because I had to go back on my email yesterday when I was putting in this in the show notes because I kept getting other people mentioning this pen to me. Hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? Which I love. You know, People keep sending me this. And then it finally hit me. The creator of this project actually emailed me about two or three weeks ago mm-hmm. not to say hey i have a campaign coming up will you talk about my pen but he's like hey my name's ben you know i'm in uh i'm in ireland and i make pens and i would love to just send you a couple of my pens and have you tell me what you think about them mm-hmm and I always love that. Like, I just want to help people, like, say, you know, give them feedback, constructive criticism without necessarily doing a review on the product, right? Hey, let me send you some stuff. What do you think? And then I'll just, you know, use it, test it, and kind of give my, you know, m- overview of them. So I talked with Ben, and he agreed to send me a couple pens, which I haven't received yet. Like, this is, you know, only a couple weeks ago, it's coming from overseas, so they haven't shown up yet. Fine. And I go to look at this Gravitas, and I was like, why does that name sound familiar? People keep sending me this. And I'll say right up front, it's kind of your basic first Kickstarter fountain pen style mm. that you make when you're just kind of launching your Kickstarter, right? So Ben's been making pens for years, but now he's wants to go wider and you use metal, you know, different metals, you know, aluminum. Um, in this case, I believe these pins are. I'll have to double check. But, you know, you generally make some basically cylindrical pins because you want people to just kind of see your work for what it is. Look at the craftsmanship. Even though you've seen a pin in this design lots of times before, right? Like, that's okay. Like, I get that. So there's always going to be these kind of first round of pins and the reason i supported this campaign um is to like support these new makers i don't i don't do it across the board i like don't go support everyone but i just read and read and read this this campaign and i saw the twist mechanism that he's using for the ballpoint i actually backed the ballpoint on this because it's got this unique torpedo shape. It's got this flat design. I think the ballpoint sh- is the most interesting looking of the, the, the pens in this campaign. Because it does actually look not just different, but like different with purpose. Mm-hmm. So I think it looks very attractive. Yeah, that's what I want to see from you know younger designers like this and people getting into this. Even though he's been doing this for a while. And like the pens look very refined. But I think the twist is what the pen is called was an easy choice for me to back even though it's the non-fountain pen right um 
so I'm I'm pretty anxious to get this pen. It looks cool. It's fairly priced and like this isn't a plug or an ad or anything, but I just wanted to like talk about like these things kind of just happen in the background. Like I, I, I hear about all these things and sometimes I don't put two and two together. Then all of a sudden I've backed a project for a guy who I'd already emailed who was sending me pens who never once mentioned the Kickstarter project didn't even mention like the name of the company or anything like that. He's basically like, Hey, I'm Ben. I live in Ireland. I make pens. Can I send you some for some feedback while this campaign is running? Yeah, I got classy move. Yeah. I just like, I was like, is that the most genius email marketing ever to me or the dumbest? Right. Because he didn't ask for anything, but that made me more compelled to help him out. Say, right? But Brad, here we are. So, Right. So I'm sitting here is like, is this genius or is this stupid? Because he didn't even link the Kickstarter. I didn't even know there was one going on. But then I started seeing other people sending me this. Mm. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story. And I thought it was an interesting campaign because I actually think the um, the ballpoint or the I guess it's a rollerball refill, but it's just a twist mechanism is the most compelling pen in a campaign with fountain pen choices. So there you go. I thought it was interesting. So it's got a ways to go to be backed. Um, you know, it's got uh, 22 days left. It's got 4,000 out of his 21,000 goal. He'll probably hit it, but I think it'll go down to the wire kind of thing. So we'll see how it tracks. But uh, I would like to get this uh, this twist regardless. I think even if it doesn't, hopefully he's just going to make them and I'll just buy one because I, I don't necessarily need another cylindrical metal barrel fountain pen, even though they, these look good and refined and nice. I, I, I want the twist. It looks good. Yeah, I like that he also has like a, uh, if this is your first pen, pen put together like a, a kit of yep. just like a rodeo pad and some diamond ink. I think that's quite quite, quite cute, right? It's a thing to do. Right. Um, I yeah. Rodeo pad, diamond ink. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm also of, of the designs. I like the, the twist more. Um, the, the fountain pen doesn't really do it for me. Right. Um, and it's also interesting, like if you are looking at the campaign, there is a note that there's threading on the on the back of the fountain pen that won't be mm-hmm. in the production model mm-hmm. because it it upsets the balance, which I can understand. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's worth knowing. They, sh- yeah, I totally agree with that choice, and Ben should consider replacing those pictures. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I'm pleased you did. So like, this is a bit of feedback, I guess, we'll give. And I don't know if he yeah. if he's able to do it now, but you uh, are. You should change those photos because That's just putting the, it in yeah. the copy is not enough. You can't change the video. The video's there, and that's too much re-editing. You can yep. change the pictures, and my suggestion would be that you would change that you definitely one hundred percent. It's very very important that you change yep. because yep. I bet the pen looks better without the threading on the back as well. So yeah, I didn't mind the unposted design, but I could tell it was going to be a problem. Like, there's no way anyone would ever post that pen. Yeah, it'd it fall out of a, your hand. A baton. Right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be a baton. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, go check it out. It's a cool little campaign. All right, this episode is also brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is a return to the essential quality durable blades at a fair price. It's just $2 per blade. Harry's have cut out the middle people manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. Their blades are a fraction of the price of the leading brands and saves you hundreds of dollars over time. Harry's can help you save so much money. 
that if you switch, you could save enough each year to buy 26 cups of coffee if you're in New York, three deep dish pizzas if you're in Chicago, or you could even pay for six months of a Netflix subscription. Harry's is so convenient that Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And Harry's has all of your grooming needs covered in just one place. You can get blades, hair care, and shower products all over at harrys.com. And just like their blades, they're committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. Isn't that right, Brad? I'm going to need Harry's to consider one-gallon pump bottles of their their shave shave cream. Where would you um, put that? On my counter, I guess. A gallon? Yeah, like just... Why not? Okay, it's it. It would just be you know, an an additional bathroom feature, right? Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. if you're, you know, putting your it house would look in good like if the architecture it, magazine. Least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we nice. just put the thing because I I I cannot. <laughs> I I think I'm just so far in that I I am. It's such a good product that I don't see myself ever going to anything else. And I just had to, just ordered like two large two large tubes and two medium-sized tubes. There's all kinds of different, like, sizes you get, and I just... Oh, you're looking for that, like, lifetime supply, right? Yeah, like, uh, not lifetime, but I'd be fine with annual, you know, yearly supply. Like, just go ahead and hit me with yearly supply, put it on the counter, um... Yeah, and just go to town. It'd be like it'd it'd be awesome. I would be in. I would be lathered up all the time, Mike. Thanks for that image. Mm. Uh, you can feel mm. better about your purchase because one percent of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations that help provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. And to support those who need it the most, Harry's is donating a million dollars worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the U.S. Listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash penaddict, and you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash penaddict to start shaving and saving today. Our thanks to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. So when I had a panic attack last night, Mike, at about seven o'clock going, mm. oh my gosh, I have not even started on the podcast to to write up the notes. Um, I got on Twitter, which is what one does when they have panic attacks. Yep. It's the best said, place for it. Obviously. Yeah. yeah yep. Absolutely. Clearly, that's where you yep. should go. <laughs> Make sure you read everything. Um, but I said, I said, like, I, look, I, I need some help real quick. Not necessarily tell me what to talk about tomorrow, but start asking me questions to get my brain in the proper place to actually write the show mm. for today. So people started just hammering me with like questions and topics, and I was like, then I could get into the to the writing mode right at that time. So. You know, last night, it's just one of those weird things. I was like, I was freaking out. I didn't know where I wanted to start. And then once people started just talking about certain pins and things like that, or certain topics, or even jokes, like some people were just joking around, it cleared my head. It got me in the right space. So I appreciate that. And we got a couple of interesting questions that I wanted to go ahead and pull into the show before we get to the Ask TPA. We need to hit all these Ask TPAs today, but I want to hit these first two questions that came out of just this little helpful uh, therapy session I had on Twitter last night. The first one from Rob Thornton, which I thought was great. 
and I don't think we've ever listed this out before, and I'm not sure we will today, but I think it's a great question. What are your key criteria for jumping in on a special edition pen? Hmm. You want me to go first? No, no, I think I got it. I was putting my thoughts together there. I think one, if it's a special edition, means it's probably going to be more expensive, right? I think you can assume <laughs> that's the case. Well, that's probably because it's going to be my number one on the list. Yeah. It's budget. It's budget. Budget. <laughs> budget is important. Um, I think it's got to be, for that reason, assuming it's it's like more expensive, a brand that I am familiar with is important to me. I want to know that I'm cool with that company's products and that I understand usually that it's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then obviously you start getting into what are the aesthetics like and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I want to make this more complex than it is. And I think I could probably put out like a long post with a numbered list and, and do all these or all these points, but it's number one. Can you afford it? You yep. know, do you have the money available to spend? Yep. Because we talk about this all the time and we can never talk about budgeting enough. Like when we talk about products, right? So, you know, budget's number one. Don't overextend yourself. Uh, number two is really the overarching question of will I use this pen on the regular, right? I will never buy a special edition pen to have it sit. So how do you answer that yeah, question don't buy even to further? Keep, buy to use. If you're not going to use it, if you just want it for an art piece, consider mm -hmm. if it's worth spending that money. Right. So then you start, then you answer the sub questions. Well, I need to use this pen every day. How is it going to fit my hand? Like you're talking about, you know, we're very familiar with a Sailor Pro Gear special edition. I know that it's a perfect fit for my hand. I know what the nib's going to be like. Therefore, I know that I'm going to use this pen if I do choose to buy it. So there has to be a solid grasp of your budget. And then there has to be a solid grasp of will I use this pen regularly and, you know, all the things that go along with, you know, allowing me to use it regularly, fit, style, performance, uh, quality, all of those things. So, you know, I think this, I could explore this in more detail, but I think that's kind of the, the two, the two buckets are, can you afford it? And well, what's going to make you use it? Because I, I don't buy pens to 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 put in the museum. Mm -hmm. Second one, Mike came from our friend Sarah Bijouel. Pairing keyboards with pens and inks. Audrey Madison, aka the Nib Doctor at Frank and Christoph, is doing a nail polish collab inspired by the rotten ends of one of her sailors. So, wow. Audrey's always had like a nail polish. Um, instagram feed and she would do a lot of matching stuff and it's really really great and actually she was the impetus for um getting a, a nail polish channel on the slack because a lot of that goes into our personal aesthetic right if we're having a pen what other things is it going to match that we enjoy right so whether it's you know nail polish or backpacks or your phone case or in my case sometimes sneakers you know <laughs> what are the things you know you think about like do you ever think about okay I guess we all have our personal styles but do you ever think about doing something very specific for example would you consider now that you're gonna be a keyboard guy you know do you have a pen that matches that keyboard for the day um not yet 
<laughs> but there is a subreddit uh, called Mechanical Headpans. And this subreddit was one of the reasons that I am now diving into this hobby. Somebody recommended this to me uh, as part of feedback for Cortex. Mm-hmm. And it is basically, as you can imagine, just pictures of mechanical keyboards with headphones and pens. Yep. That's that's it's, the entire thing. It's it. And it's it's wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. I've subscribed to that for probably not even a year now. Someone told me about it a while back. I don't forget what I was talking about. And, like, I subscribe to that and it comes up high in my feeds now. Because I don't subscribe to too many things on Reddit. And like just looking at the pictures, I was like, yep, look at all this, you know, and <laughs> to Reddit's credit or to mechanical headpins is credit or demise, however you think about it. It's usually all black, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily our thing or my thing specifically, but, um, you know, it's fun to see all, all the setups that everyone has. And I definitely would would venture in there if I was doing something with uh, keyboards, but uh, I'd brighten brighten up the scene a little bit. So the short answer is, um, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I've always thought about doing it with sneakers, right? Like I did my little um, sneaker shot. I just had the perfect sneakers for the bump of the night pen um, with the purples and greens and 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 stuff. I, I didn't necessarily love the picture. I, I, I'm not really great at photography. Like, I'm good enough at photography to be passable, but mm-hmm. not good enough to make myself, boy, I'm really happy with how I executed that shot. Um, but, like, I could see something with that the way I show off my style in pens and sneakers um, would be would be my gig. So, um, yeah, it would be... Uh, I could totally see a continuation of this theme. You know? I, I liked it. If you have, like... If you can match them, you should take more photos of them because it's a fun yep. pairing. It is fun. It is fun. All right. You ready to hit some ass TPA? We just got a few, then we'll get out of here today. How's that yeah, sound? Sounds good to me. Yep. All right. Ree Thornton asks, listening uh, to the episode where you were talking about paper uh, recently, it was an ass TPA question when I got upset. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Ree Thornton, I'll go back to that question, the saying, uh, wondering how weight, if the same paper changes absorbency. I use Nanami, which is 52 GSM tomorrow, I think. If I switch to Endless Recorder, which is 68 GSM, what would I expect? Difference in dry time, feathering, sheen. What I will say is I don't have an answer to this question, but this was the problem that I have been dealing with is like how weight changes can affect how fountain pens react. So I don't know why the differences are there. And I at the moment can say for you to with a certainty that the weight isn't the only factor. It's like the weight of that paper. So there isn't like a universal thing that I have been able to put my finger on, but different weights will affect uh, fountain pen properties. Yeah, so that's correct in the fact that in the general sense, it's an impossible question to answer. Mm-hmm. You just you, you cannot. But you can take the Tomoe River in the two different weights and kind of get a good grasp for what their differences are. In this case, they're very, very minor. Now, unfortunately, we're going to have to asterisk and caveat all these conversations about Tomoe River for the foreseeable future and saying, I don't know if we're talking about old original Tomoe or the new Tomoe. I, you know, like it's, it's the great unknown right now, but if we're talking about original, the 68 works almost exactly 
the same as the 52 in the way the inks perform on that page to be honest like in in what i've seen like i don't look at the 52 and the 68 different in performance from the few things that I've used other than you just have a little bit thicker page. It's the page isn't going to buckle quite as much, right? That thin, thin 52 GSM Tomoe. Once you get it wet with the ink, it tends to buckle a little bit more and, and pucker and you don't get that as much with the 68, but the 68 is still pretty thin for Tomoe River. So um, no real different, no difference in dry time, feathering, or sheen in in what I've experienced. So, um, to me, that in this very highly specific question, you shouldn't expect much difference. But th- that's where the question ends right there. Mm-hmm. If you try to extrapolate that into other products, we start getting into running into issues like Mike's mentioning. And Todd Crane asks, I recently acquired my second Pelican M805 at a significantly discounted but still pricey cost. It's great. What pen or other stationary product is, in your opinion, possibly overpriced but still worth it? One caveat, you may not say the words sailor or king in your answer. (laughs) I would like to recommend the 1911 of pen. Oh, you cheated. You cheated appropriately. Good job by you. Uh, but though, this is a great question of like, and, and I think that this can actually apply to a lot of uh, niche hobbies mm-hmm. that you get to a point where things are overpriced, but they're still worth it to you. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I say that a lot. I... I don't know how great of an answer I have for this, but I will say the basic answer I kind of come up with for this is Aurora. I'm generally pleased with the high-end Auroras. Mm. They're a little bit expensive, but they work really, really well, and you know they fit my style. Um, they, I'd hesitate to call them overpriced, though. I think they're kind of correctly priced. They just happen to be expensive, right? I think, and I'll probably get hate mail for this or some kind of nasty gram. I think with what we're seeing around Sailor King of Pen, like uh, Mike just mentioned in the Visconto, Visconti Homo Sapiens talk above, I think we're getting to a point where Nakayas are getting to almost be underpriced. Comparatively. And comparatively yeah so i don't want to say that they're overpriced but they're expensive and in my mind extremely worth it right, right? But, so i don't know that i would the call them overpriced is moving further and further up which makes which, them seem like more of a deal <laughs> which is yeah. weird now which actually scares me because nakaya does not hesitate to raise their prices nor should they Mm-hmm. And that's mostly on the high-end artwork. I'm talking about your basic Nakayas, which, you know, start at like five, $600. I'm not talking about, you know, the, the $2,000 Nakayas. Those yeah, are, yeah. That, I'm not saying those are overpriced and worth it because that's not, the, that's not in the classification, I think, of what the answer we're looking for here. But those are my thoughts on that type of this question. It's a great question. I think the Pelican is obviously like a really, really good answer because you can get some great deals on fabulous Pelicans for the price. Um, And that's why I kind of land Aurora in the same category a little bit. 
Um, but this question just makes me think about, you know, when I've paid a very, very expensive amount of money, you know, $500 or $550 on an Akaya, the more I look back at that and what I've paid for other pens, I'm like, I'm really happy with what I got the Nakaya for. That makes sense. Mm. All right. Last question today comes from uh, KJ Miller. And KJ asks, uh, Jay asks, what's the last document you physically signed, not the receipt, and what pen did you use? So this came. This question came in like a, a week or two ago. And we get this question a lot. And I think about this question a lot. If I'm going to do this, what pen am I going to take? Like mm-hmm. if I'm going to sign for a house or a car or whatever, paperwork, you're going to go into a doctor's office, you're going to fill out your forms, what are you going to use? So I knew I had a, a, a home refinance coming up and my wife asked me, it's like, well, what pen are you going to take? And I thought about it and thought about it. And I was like, well, I'll just probably take a Retro 51. And, you know, one of my favorite ones, you know, Celebration or Pink Robots or whatever. You know, just something on the desk, something, you know, non-fountain pen and, um, you know, just trying to, you know, do something cool. Then I thought about it. I was like, huh, I know exactly what I'm going to take. And I put it out there on Instagram. I took the Bic Loner pen <laughs> for that. It seemed kind of like the perfect signing pen, right? So when we got to the attorney's office to sign the paperwork... They had big crystals lined up for us, blue big crystals, because you cannot sign this paperwork in black ink. They only accept blue ink. So luckily I picked a blue ink pen. Um, so that answers your question, Jay, because that is what I used. I'm not sure that's the answer you wanted for this, but that's the that's answer perfect. I arrived on. And I'm happy with that choice because... It's not going to be a, for this situation for signing an important document. It was never going to be a fountain pen. And it was, I was going to, it was either going to be my roadie, one of my roadies or one of my retro 51s. And both of those are black ink. And I didn't think about it beforehand. And I was just like, nah, let me take the, the, the Bic seems like the, uh, the best choice. And it's the loaner pen. I don't know. I I'm, I'm very happy with myself on that mic. Well, because you chose this is the problem, right? This is when I've always tried to find cool pens that mean something to me to sign a document. Usually, when you're signing documents, they like it's there are restrictions around the pen you can use, right? You know, and so like it gets less easy to like pick your favorite fountain pen. But this is perfect, everyone's going to accept a bick, and it just says the word loner on the side. (laughs) Yep, and I am at least proud of this office that they had the legit blue bit crystals, right? Not the the generic corporate supply brand, you know, dozen mm-hmm. pen boxes, right? They had the the real things, which is is one of the great pens of all time, and then a really perfect signing signing pen for uh, a blue requirement in paperwork. And by it's gosh, a lot of paperwork, man. my signature is horrible. So yeah, it was it was it was rough going with the signatures, but very very happy with the pen choice. No one noticed. No one cared. They only cared. Was it blue ink? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's blue ink. So I was happy. All right. That's it for this week's episode of The Pen Addict. You can find uh, links information about this episode at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 425. Don't forget to go to stjude.org slash relay where you can donate to help support St. Jude's Childhood Can- uh, Child Research Hospital uh, where we're in honor of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, which is going on throughout September. Uh, and if you do go to stjude.org slash relay, you can find uh, information about lots of the great things and fun things that we're going to be doing over the next 
uh, month on and a little bit. Uh, you can find Brad online at penaddict.com and knock.co. You've got something new coming this week? For who? Knock. I can't even keep up. I'm trying... <sighs> I doubt I'm going to launch it this week, but All I'll right. tell you this. I'm doing, we're going to do a launch of Black Wax Canvas, Brass Towns, and Sinclair's. Black exterior, aqua interior, and I'm just trying to finalize how I'm going to do it. Like, is it going to be a Kickstarter? Is it going to be direct? Um, you know, what are those things I'm going to consider oh, as a product? you've changed your mind a little bit on... Like, I have, I have. Okay, okay. I have reasoning. Um, and the products are sitting on my desk waiting to be uh, photographed. So it's just a matter of, of having, having the time to push forward a project. So, okay. But it's not that bad because it just needs to be a launch, right? I just need to launch the product. So, um, you know, but I, I also have to do it correctly. So it just takes me time to think about that. So, and I've been swamped recently. Shipping. Shipping. Twitch.tv slash penaddict, 10 a.m. Tuesdays, Thursdays. Go check out Brad. He's penaddict on Instagram. Dowdy is on Twitter. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.